everybody, and welcome back to The Wayward Dragon. And for, for those of you who are new here, welcome for your first time. Yes, welcome. Uh, welcome. So, if you're joining us for the first time, we're just two nerdy friends that are obsessive over different parts of the occult. Yes. Uh, both a little bit strange, both more than a little neurodivergent. <laughs> and... We figured we'd share our bullshittery with all of you, with talking about stuff and learning stuff and all that jazz. Yeah. I just threw up jazz hands. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we're your hosts. I'm Johnny. And I'm Kelsey. And welcome. And if you're new here, we do a different topic. Uh kind of sporadically and yeah. you know, bounce around between the around the occult umbrella to because like I said we're on neurodivergent and if you're listening to us you're probably somewhat neurodivergent <laughs> uh, otherwise I don't think you could <laughs> keep your attention with all of our tangents that we go on sometimes this is true <laughs> uh, with so with all the BS in the world, or well, in the U.S. right now, and all the yeah. stuff. Uh, we've oh, had yeah. several super serious episodes in a row. We decided to uh, have some fun with this one. Yeah, yeah. But Do something out of the norm. But before we talk about uh, how we had fun with it, <laughs> Kelsey, how have you been doing? I've been okay. I've been okay. Wedding planning. Um, coming up on the one-year mark of my grandma being gone, so I got all the emotions that come with losing a loved one, um, because I don't think people realize that it's not something that fully heals, um, so dealing with that, got a lot of family stuff going on, um, how have you been? Good, just working and reading when I can, uh, work has decided because of, I guess, supply and demand, and some of our contracts and all sorts of other wonky things uh, that we are going to be working every Saturday until further notice. That sucks. Uh, people who have <laughs> had vacation time in, I think their vacation time secured already. People who have not put any vacation time in and like try to do it, I don't think they're approving anyone. I don't know. Huh. Uh, yeah. I've recently put in some first some vacation time and have yet to hear back. And that was a couple weeks ago. So. <laughs> I was like, is that vacation time coming up? And so, yeah. So it's just kind of a wait and see type thing. I don't know. I'm probably going to talk to the management tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, other than that, just prepping for this, reading some books and all that. I would really, I only read one book this month, but or this couple weeks. I don't know. It's, it's all running together. Time is so frustrating. Yeah. I've got so much going on with work and then family health issues and all yeah. sorts of other things. So it's... Yeah, I feel it. Can't get a break. No. 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 Yeah. And being the strong people in our families, we... We're always expected to be cool, calm, collective. Well, 
Yeah, and like, you know, strong person in our family, strong person with our friends, and mm-hmm. you know, other stuff all through our personal life, and stuff starts to weigh on you, and yeah, things you gotta check in. Do eventually fall apart. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to check uh, in on like the friend you go to for everything, because nine times out of ten, we are not okay. <laughs> like, yeah, we are not okay. <laughs> We're not going to tell you that. Uh, We're not okay. (laughs) So what books have you been reading? So I finished the three, the Caitlin, the three Caitlin Doherty book, Caitlin Doherty, the Ask a Mortician YouTube lady. Um, so I finished, well, Smoke Kitchen, uh, Smoke Kitchen Your Eyes. That's basically everything she learned at, from working at the crematory. Um, from here to eternity is where she travels the world and um, gets. She got to see a lot of different death rituals around the world, like um, a sky burial. Um, there's a place out in Colorado that does um, open pyre funerals. So she like cool. talks about going to see that, which I found kind of interesting. Um, well, that's a lot of people. That's how they did it back in the day for yeah. funeral stuff yeah. was just pyres. Yeah. Well, and it, it's, I will say the book is very interesting from an American standpoint because a lot of cultures around the world, it's, it's not a rushed process like it kind of here is in America yeah. where you're kind of expected to just not Well, that's because here... That's because here in the United States, everything is ran by capitalism. Yeah. And they're wanting to just get your money and get you out so they can get the next slab in there. Yeah. And yes, I just use slab as a term for a dead body because yeah. that's how they see it is just a piece yeah. of meat they can make money off of. Yeah. And reading the books after losing a loved one was very interesting for me. Um, because, it, it, like I said, it's not something that you get over. It's something Ow. that's always there. Ooh, did she get you? She just bit me. <laughs> Jinx just bit you. Give you a love bite. Yeah. She, <laughs> yeah. she does this all the time. And I'm like, stop yeah. it. I'm not a yeah. chew toy. No, you are a chew toy. <laughs> Don't tell her that. <laughs> yeah. And then I read um, her last one, which is, Will my cat eat my eyeballs? And it's all no, questions but it'll that... eat your hand while you're trying to record a podcast. <laughs> um, it is interesting. All the all the questions are submitted by children, um, so it's not adult based questions, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, no, your cat will not eat your eyeballs. They will more likely eat your lips or your nose. <laughs> yeah. First. So, and, and here's my you know gory opinion on this: is that you know if I'm dead. And the cat has no food, and I'm just laying there for a couple of days. Let the cat yeah. eat me. Yeah. Like, what, what am I going to care? Yeah. Like, she needs yeah. food. Yeah. And, um, I, what? I finished The Shadows by Alex North. Yeah, I saw your rating on Goodreads about that. So, <laughs> that was not. So, and I'm, I'm currently listening to the first book that he's ever written, which is The Whisper Man. That is creepy. Hands down. 
creepy. Um, it was very anticlimactic. Uh, the shadows. Basically, it's like four kids in school. Like maybe middle school is kind of what I'm feeling, or maybe like they're. Um, it's all based in England, and these these two boys are like friends, and they meet these other two boys, and one's the leader. And... Ow! <laughs> I will lock you in a different room. <laughs> Oh, now she's cuddling up to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I made daddy mad. Gotta make it right. Um, and it's an interesting concept, and I and I want to talk about this in, a, like, a later episode, but the leader basically comes to the other boys and is like, we're gonna lucid dream, and we're gonna murder someone. In the dream. And, but, we're not gonna come back from the lucid dream. Like, not to give the book away. Like, it's just, like, it just ended very, like, bleh. You know, when you, like, you get there, you get to, like, climax, you get to there, and then it just kind of falls flat in a book. Yeah, that's what happened. (laughs) And I'm just, like, I listened to this for, like, 12 hours, and this is what, this is all it was. Well, this is dumb. I about threw my phone across my desk. Like, god damn. Like, <clears throat> They can't all be winners. No, I know. I've had a few. Like, um, oh, the winter people. That was, that was that way. I did not like, it's, it's an interesting concept. Interesting concept of a zombie that never dies. But how we got there was not, it was just kind of, like, Man, we could have, like, this could have been a lot better storyline. But whatever. Yeah, yeah, those are the four that I read. Hi, Paul. What you know about? I unfortunately only had time to get through one book. <laughs> um, and with, because, you know, doing research and trying to figure some stuff out. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, the one book I read was a I guess it was trans was written and translated in English but uh it's monkey journey to the west it is a uh, where I'm doing part of today's story from or part of today's yeah uh, it's, it's a story it's one of the things we're doing uh, so for everyone who's listening and didn't read the title or doesn't understand what we're talking about the title. Uh, so today we're doing, we're talking about the trickster archetype. Uh, yes. And we'll get to that a little bit further later on. But uh, Journey to the West is a traditional folktale uh, in China and other parts of Asia. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, predominantly in China, but... Depending on who reads it in the time period, it's been used for many different things, yeah. political and and unpolitical. Uh, it was originally a spiritual tell of enlightenment. Okay. Uh, and it circles around four individuals. Uh, well, circles around a lot of individuals, but the four main individuals are 
uh, of course, Monkey or the Monkey King yeah. or uh, Sun Wukong, as he is also named by a goddess. Uh, or no, he isn't named Sun Wukong by a goddess. He's named it by a immortal sage. Sorry, and uh, you know, Great Sage equal to Heaven. Like I said, he's got a bunch of different titles. So he is kind of the main character in it, but there's also three other major characters. Uh, you have Tribitaka, who is a monk. He's a Buddhist monk who's going through and traveling. He's traveling to India to meet the Buddha to get some sacred Buddhist text and this is an actual like folktale okay that goes back you know hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of years uh and then you have and the other two characters they of course go by a couple different names but i'm going to refer to them simply as uh sandy which is a uh river spirit okay and then you also have Pigsy, who is a gluttonous demon. And they all end up because of certain happenstance, and I'm not going to give it away because I strongly encourage anyone, everyone reading, listening to read this story because it's freaking amazing. Yeah. Uh, but they end up traveling together and fighting a number of different demons and monsters and uh, all that fun stuff. Interesting. I just realized I've said all that fun stuff like 72 times in this episode. <laughs> I don't know why. It's okay. But anywho. It is okay. Uh, as I said, today we're going to be talking about the trickster archetype. I'm sure some of our listeners are wondering what a trickster is and what an archetype is. Yes. So the concept of psychological archetypes was advanced by Swedish psychiatrist Carl Jung or Jung or Jang I've seen his name pronounced or heard his name pronounced like 173 different ways hmm okay in year 1919 uh, CE basically he organized all certain patterns and types of characters and all stories across different cultures Interesting. So, and we saw these, like, different archetypes growing up. Oh, yeah. Uh, They're everywhere. You know, you have, yeah, you have, like, well, you, specifically the trickster, you know, we all know Loki, but, yeah. of course, as Kelsey and I discussed, we're not going to cover Loki, simply yes. for the fact that Loki, with the Marvel movies and with a lot of the other media that's out there, has gained so much popularity. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Neil Gaiman... Which mm-hmm. I love Neil Gaiman, amazing author, but actually did a compiling of Norse mythology in a single book. There's all sorts yes. of other sources. So we're not doing Loki. No. no uh, but other than Loki, you also have individuals like Bugs Bunny would be considered a trickster. Yes. The Cheshire Cat from yes. Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Rumpled Stillskin. Okay. Uh, because he does play pranks and tricks through yeah. the story. Um, 
Uh, of course, you have the mask, which, speaking of Loki, uh, you know, it was depending That's on a good movie. what movie which, and all that. Yeah. Uh, Pink Panther yes. is considered a trickster. Anyone else? Uh, Kelsey, do you want to the... go with the characteristics of a trickster? I was like, would the Roadrunner be considered a trickster? Yeah. I'd consider the Roadrunner a trickster. Just, that was the random one that just popped in my head was the Roadrunner. From the I mean, so you put in the notes the uh, characteristics of a trickster, so you can just kind of yes. go through those and. Yes, um, so th- they're basically defined. These archetypes are basically defined by these six characteristics. They do not every single archetype has all six. It's one of those things of they're going to have the majority of these, not every single one. So maybe like four out of six, five out of six. Not necessarily all of them. Um, but they're fundamentally ambiguous and an- anomalous. I, wa- I, I like copy and paste it from Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Wikipedia. Um, obviously, they're a deceiver and they're a trick player. They can shapeshift or they're a master of disguise. Like Loki. Loki can shapeshift into other people. Ooh, Mystique. From, but she doesn't. So Mystique doesn't really fall under the other category yeah. categories, though. I wouldn't say uh, trickster, Bugs Bunny, but like Bugs Bunny is a master of disguise. Just say yes. <laughs> um, situation inventor, and or inverter. Yeah, situation inverter. So they're gonna flip. If it's targeted at them, they're gonna flip it to where it's gonna be at the other person. Um, they're right, a and they disrupt the, They disrupt the status uh, quo. Yes. Yes. Um, they're a messenger or they imitate the gods and they're sacred and led but like but I don't know how to pronounce that. Bricular? Literally copy and paste it from Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this so, is probably something we should say. <laughs> well, I had looked at that and it was I had a solid similar list on a different website as well. Uh, but yeah, so basically, and this is a common misconception because in a lot of media and stuff, uh, the tricksters typically, uh, well, depending on what you're watching is Bugs Bunny, obviously he's the good guy, but a lot yep. of tricksters are seen as like villain or problematic, yeah. which I mean, they yep. can be problematic, but ultimately tricksters are there to entertain us and teach us a yeah. lesson. Yes. And yes. like the, these characters they show up globally throughout history and you know every single mythology has tricksters uh Mm -hmm. every single folklore there's tricksters so and you know tricksters are typically fun and whimsical and get into some weird shit so we figured we'd (laughs) share some weird shit with you so we're gonna talk about weirdness we're gonna share some stories and talk a little bit about like the culture that some of them come from. Kind of. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I've got two stories. Uh, I, one of them is a little bit longer than the other. One of them I chose to keep fairly short. I was like, I kind of summarized mine. Because I figured I would go first because I have three. So. Yeah. Go ahead. You want to, you do one, then I'll do one. Yeah. Back and forth and you can yeah. finish this up. Yeah. Um, 
so my first one, I did Hermes. So everyone knows Hermes. Little, little messenger god with his little sandals with wings. Um, his Roman counterpart, because the Romans were not very inventive, is Mercury. Um, he's the god of commerce and luck. He's the patron god of travelers, thieves, and merchants. Um, so he's the champion. I, I gotta, I gotta hmm. interrupt you here for a second. So you say Romans weren't very inventive. No, not with names. The, the, fu- the funny, well, the funny thing is, is that <laughs> right? Roman culture. Well, no, 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 no. So I gotta go on a little side quest here. <laughs> Roman culture itself is something that was absorbed from every single culture they conquered. Most yeah. of the stuff that we even attribute to Rome wasn't even Rome's no. original invention. It, it was Mm-mm. inventions of cultures that they conquered, and then yep. like we aqueducts, stone roads. Yeah. It was all other cultures that invented that, and when Rome conquered it, they're like, "Hey, you know, that's not a bad idea. We're gonna take that." Yeah, we're just gonna absorb. They're, they were like a big sponge. Yeah, they absorbed a lot of things. Um. Yeah. So he. Damn it. My thing went off. Sorry, I fucked um, up. No, my tablet went black um he's the champion of athletes and athletic competitions everyone knows him as the messenger god like from hercules decent um movie and also in greek mythology he is the person that guides you you're just wanting to set me off today aren't you (laughs) yes just poking the bear today just boop yeah, when you put when you would put the coins on the eyes, that was to get get you to the other side. Because um, I also saw that he was like he's primarily also like so he's associated with like four things, right? Obviously, messengers and heralds, boundaries. I saw that as weird, like putting his making a bust of Hermes and like putting it on a stone wall. I thought that was a little weird. Um, shepherds and the mysteries. So, I was like, everyone knows him. He's always portrayed as this young boy. You know, super clean shaven. Has his little sandals with wings. Um, his staff, and this is what is used as our medical stuff. The staff with the two snakes. Um, Caduceus. Yep. I didn't know how to say that. So, yep, thank you. Caduceus. Um, because <laughs> I always rely on you. You always know how to pronounce weird words. Um, so he's the son of Zeus in Mia, Maya, Maya. She was a, um, Maya, he, Maya, <laughs> so um basically we won't go into it but basically zeus rapes this woman and out pops hermes um zeus is possibly one of the most problematic characters in all mythology seriously that's i'm like we won't (sighs) we won't um we won't go into zeus's escapades um but basically, she was like a... I forget what she was. She worked at a temple or something. Um, 
Um, and I've noticed that the ones that I, the two that I looked up, they're, um, <laughs> they invented fire for humans. So Hermes in Maui is the last one I'll be doing. He is credited for bringing fire down to humans. And everyone knows Maui from Moana. Yep, Moana, the rock. We'll talk about him. Not the rock specifically, but the character. Um, yes. But the, the story... I'm... Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a mythical figure, guys. Yes. It's, it's <laughs> canon now. Wake up and this is all just a simulation. None of it's real. The rock's not a star. It's just a figure of our imaginations. And somebody just sends us a, uh, us a gift with him saying, what can I say but you're welcome. <laughs> yes. Um, so the story I'm going to tell of Hermes is basically Hermes getting in trouble for the first time and stealing Apollo, the god, not my cat, cows. <laughs> I don't, uh, like, side note. So... I'm, I'm getting a kitten soon from one of my dad's litters. And um, I have to figure out... Your dad out had things. kittens? Like, yeah! personally had kittens? I didn't know he could give birth to kittens. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Side note. Side note. Besides that, he, like, sends me a text and he goes, Not gonna lie, this is the coolest thing. Next to cutting your brother, you and your brother's umbilical cords. <laughs> was cutting the umbilical cords of the cats. He's like, that, that was really cool. And stuff. You just so, let them chew them off. You don't. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, we have to figure out what we're going to name the cat. And I don't know if I want to keep going with this whole Greek thing I've got going on with him. Or, I don't know. we got to figure it out. Um, but, basically, yeah. So, we're going to get into story time. So... This is his first theft, like, not even a day old. Um, so, basically, he's growing very rapidly in, a, in the day after his birth. Like, he invented the lyre, the musical instrument that you see from a turtle, mind you. Um, literally hours after being born, um, he manages to get away from his mother... And he's hungry, so he ventures out of the cave that they're in for some food. He manages to make it to Tesla. Tesla? It's the island that Apollo has his cattle on. And he steals um, 50 heads of cattle, and he makes sure to cover his tracks. Like, he makes the cows walk backward, he puts his sandals on so he's not walking around barefoot, like the wrong direction. Whole kick boodle um he then sacrifices two of the cattle in a fire and eats them um and now that he's full he hides the rest of the herd um and he gets home and his mother he tries to hide what he's done from his mother and she figures out what he's done and then apollo shows up and goes where the fuck is my shit and he's like i don't know what you're talking about basically so then he gets zeus involved and standing before Zeus, he's still trying to lie and deceive. I don't know what you're talking about. I stole nothing. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm. I'm a newborn. I. I don't know. Um. 
so in Zeus feeling affection for once for one of his offspring, um, he basically says that if he returns the rest of the cattle to Apollo, then he can live in Mount Olympus as a god and be the messenger for the god. So he returns the cattle to Apollo. He gives him the lyre, which is what Apollo gets to be known for, for his music, for the two cattles, cattle that he sacrificed. So that's, that's all I got. <laughs> all right. So I kind of explained a little bit about Journey to the West earlier. Um... So, during the travel, during the trip, uh, I'll say the party, because that's easier for me with my D&D mindset. Um, so, the party came towards this city, and when they okay. did, uh, Sun Wukong, or Monkey, noticed that there was a group of Buddhist monks that were struggling with a heavy cart on the beach. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he kind of went in to get a closer look and noticed there were some Taoist, or Taoist, Taoist, because uh, I can never pronounce it right. Uh, there were two young Taoists off to the side that were laughing at the men. And so, Monkey, doing one of the things he does, he transforms himself to look like a young Taoist monk. And he walks okay. up to these Dallas, and he's like, you know, he's like, hey, what's going on here? What's what's up with these monk, Buddhist monks that are struggling? And they explain to him that, you know, many years ago, there was a drought in the land. And the king set forth a proclamation okay. that, you know, he, uh, it, or... If any monks or if anyone could take it and make it rain, then they would become like the staple religion, basically. And the Buddhists couldn't make it rain. So, but the Taoists could because during this time period, there were three uh, immortal beings that came down, that descended, that were known as Tiger Strength, Deer Strength, and Goat Strength. Yes, these are weird names to people who do not, you know, it's because of cultural, but it makes sense in Chinese. Yeah, it's one of those English translations that don't make sense. Yeah. Uh, So he's like, well, the monkey was like, well, I've been looking for my grandfather who left many years ago when we, or no, grandfather, uncle, sorry, uncle. There's a reason for this. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is actually where a certain phrase comes from, but... He said that, you know, he's been looking for his uncle, and he wanted to see if he'd go check out and talk to the monks. And they said, yeah, go ahead. So he goes and talks to him, and uh, finds out that, you know, these monks have been made the slaves of the Taoists. That's not good. So he went back. Uh, well, they also said that, you know, they're not overly worried about it because based off of what they've received from the gods, is that a great hero who is known as Monkey will come and rescue them. So, of course, you know, he's got a big head through the whole thing, but he's just like, all right, I got this. So he walks up, (laughs) 
<laughs> and he's like, uh, he walks back up to the Dallas monks, and he's like, hey. And they're like, oh, so did you find your uncle down there? And he's like, yeah, they're all my uncle. Which is where the ter- term, I'll be a monkey's uncle, comes from. <laughs> because it's, you know, something happens out of sheer luck that works out. Yeah, that's what you say. So, at this point, he turns in back into his normal state of mo- as monkey. He pulls out, so he has this magical item that he got through different, uh, in, within the story, uh, he got this magical weapon that can shrink and grow, so he can shrink to the size of a needle and grow to the size of a massive monument, and it's literally just a, a metal rod. Okay. And he beats the shit out of these Dallas monks until they die. Okay. I'm here for it. So so they go to the city and find a place to stay, him and the other monks. And yes, this is violence in a Buddhist story because yep. if you study Buddhism, there is actually a good bit of violence in the history of oh, Buddhism. Yeah. Uh, most people think it's all love and light. No. Blah, 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 blah. No. But so... Monkey's still stuck on this. He's stuck on the fact that all of these uh, Buddhists are being made slaves and that, you know, they're being subjugated to hard torture while these Taoists are living it up and not doing jack. Yeah. So, he... Propose... He wakes up uh, Sandy and Pigsy because they're both questionable individuals. Tributaka obviously would not have any part in this. And he's like, hey, let's go uh, let's go check out what's going on in town because there's a lot of lights and stuff. So yeah. he gets them to go with them. And there's they go and there's just there's massive amounts of food, cakes, all sorts of stuff. And Monkey's like, well, why don't we go down there and eat all that? And, you know, Sandy's like, well, we can't because they're all down there and, you know, the king's like, we do it. And, you know, Pixie's all about, like, hey, let's do this. Let's eat this food. So, yeah. and let's go do I want to say this is about to get kind of gross. This is about to get kind of gross. Um, okay. This was one of the possible stories I was going to tell from Journey to the West. And I proposed to some friends which one I should tell. And this one got the most votes. So, this is okay. why I'm doing this story. Okay. Um, so. Perfectly fine. Monkey creates a storm, okay. and so all the Taoists run and hide. Okay. Well, then Monkey, Pixie, and Sandy sneak in, and they just start to fight. Like, Sandy, and especially Pigsy, because he's a gluttonous demon, yeah. start devouring food like crazy. Uh, Monkey's not big on the sweets or the meat or anything like that, so he decides, hey, I'm just going to eat some fruit. Okay. Well, they find some effigies of the three great immortals that are prominent in uh, Taoist tradition. Okay. So they take it and they hide the effigies in the outhouse. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, so they, they hide, and then they transform into these effigies. Well, about this time... <laughs> about this time, a Taoist... Bonk actually remembers that he forgot something in there, so he went back to go get it. And he (laughs) heard the voices and saw the food was gone, so he called everyone else in there. And so Tiger Strength, Deer Strength, and Goat Strength come in, and, you know, they're 
Like, well, it could only have been the great immortals. That's the only way this could have happened. And so Monkey's like, yes, we are here. We are among you. <laughs> because, you know, these guys were dicks and have been yeah, making slaves out of uh, Buddhists. So. Screw it. Let's go for it. So. Uh, <laughs> So they're like, please give us some kind of tonic, some kind of holy water, give us some kind of blessing. And, you know, Monkey's like, nope, not going to do it. You don't deserve it. Enlightenment doesn't come for free. You don't get shit. (laughs) And they're like, please, please, just give it. And so finally, after asking and asking and him denying them three times, he's like, fine, just bring me some vessels, but you guys are going to have to leave because we're shy and you can't see what we're doing. So they leave. (laughs) I'm done. Well, Monkey, Sandy, and Pigsy fill up the vases that they brought with piss. They piss in it. (laughs) So then after a while, you know, they call everyone back in. Well, they come back in and uh, one of the, I want to say it was Deer Strength, takes a sip and he's just like, this tastes off. Or no, no, Tiger Strength said this tastes off. Deer Strength goes, this, uh, this tastes like pig piss. <laughs> How do you know what so pig this piss point, tastes like? One. Well, that that is a that is a question <laughs> I was wondering. But at this point, they all three, of course, lose it, and they're just like, "That's our piss. You're drinking our piss." Uh, <laughs> like, That's funny. Uh, so he's like, "We're not actually, you know, uh, enlighten or these great enlightenments." Light ones that you follow, we're Buddhist monks and blah blah blah. Uh, there's more to the story, and it gets a lot more interesting. But since we have other stories, yeah. and we're about a third away through or two thirds away through a timestamp, <laughs> I'm gonna end that there. But yes, so monkey to get back at these guys, got them to drink piss. There you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go. My, my other story is not as gross. I promise. It's pee. Come on. Everybody pees. Everybody pees. Does everybody drink pee? No. No. Oh, what's that guy from that one show? Fuck. I don't know. I don't watch shows where people drink pee. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The survival show? Yeah, I don't remember his name. Bear Grylls. I think. Yeah. Okay. So for the next one... I did Iris. Is that how you pronounce that? Iris. 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 Um, she's known as the Greek god of strife in chaos and discord. She's one of those gods that just kind of like erupted from the earth. She doesn't have a parent, really. She's one of those. Um, but she did bear children that are other um, personifications. So that's where you make a emotion into a human form. Because um, she bore nine children that were personifications um, that just ruined all of our days. You know, lies, misrule, manslaughters, murder, war, battle, pain, starvation. Just a few examples. Um... I, again, am going to tell a very well-known story. Those of you who don't know the origin of how the Trojan War started. Somebody is Which, driving by and bumping. Sorry. 
Which, fun fact, there is little to no evidence that there is historical backing for the Trojan War. True. It's a great movie, though. Well, I disagree. It's a good movie. Because they made uh, Achilles and What's-His-Face cousins instead of lovers, which technically what they were. Yeah. They were lovers. Oh, they were. All historians even oh yeah 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 it's still a good movie same um so she's basically credited with starting the trojan war so the goddesses um hera athena and aphrodite were all invited alongside of the rest of olympus oh look at her sorry um to the wedding of pelicles and the Theodos? Did I say that right? Um, Close enough. They would later become the parents of Achilles, basically. Um, however, Iris, Iris was not invited because she's known to start shit. So they're like, you're not coming. Valid decision. Um, so what does she do? She tosses the apple of discord into the wedding and basically says, whoever's awarded the apple, whoever gets it, is the most beautiful god or the most beautiful goddess in all of olympus um so of course hera athena and aphrodite are like i am the most beautiful i am we all know who wins but the three of them are like i'm the most so they're like in the middle of this wedding fighting over this apple so they have this great idea of they're gonna get paris from troy to come judge these women and they're clad naked. Choop, no clothes. And so Hera offers him, like, basically unlimited political power. Athena offers him infinite wisdom. And Aphrodite offers him the most beautiful woman in the human world. Helen, the king of Sparta, his wife. We all know who he chooses. And that is how the Trojan War that didn't exist started. <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it started. She's like, here. So that's just stirring the pot. Yeah. Of like, we're just gonna cause some mischief in the middle of a wedding. Boop. So oh, and I'm gonna I, start a wedding I wanna, process. So I'm gonna point out something funny because obviously the listeners can't see our notes. No. So, our notes together, so when we do notes separately, we do notes very differently. When we do notes yes. together, you have, Kelsey writes out the entire story. I yes. write out a couple of words for reminders because, <laughs> because I remember the story. No, I don't. <laughs> Got too much going so, on. I can barely remember what I ate yesterday. And you're expecting me to remember this stuff? Not happening. <laughs> this stuff is how I, uh. This stuff is how I find, like, relaxation. Because yeah. it distracts me from other stuff. Yeah. Um, no, so... I, I can barely remember orders through a drive-thru. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like... Did you get this? I don't know. Sure. Maybe. It's, it's... Like, it's more like me yelling at the other people. What's this? What did this car order again? Shit. What did they? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. I thought you mean, like, you going through a drive-thru. No, no, me. So, like, the ice cream place that I work at, we have a drive-thru. 
<laughs> so, like, and it's not like, you know, McDonald's where it's all, like, queued up and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, we forget your order half the time. Sorry. So, the second yeah. person I was doing, because uh, I was really just going to do three, but figured because of time restraints, I would only do two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the original story I wanted to do with a Nazi. Um, so, a Nazi is a tribal deity from Africa. Uh, which, and he is commonly depicted as a spider. All of the, they have a number of different beings that are depicted as different animals, but a Nazi is a spider. Uh, most commonly in popular culture, popular media, is known from, of course, Neil Gaiman and the American Gods book and TV series. Yep. Uh, I was originally going to do the story from that, but after doing some research, I found that that's because they actually do like a story, a Nazi tells a story uh, mm-hmm. within the pages. Yeah. And it's a very a Nazi like story when compared to the other ones. Neil Gaiman made that shit up. <laughs> like he made up an entire myth yeah. with an existing character, and it seemed yeah. like an actual. And I was, I was like, man, this kind of annoys me. So I had to deep dive and, like, find a good, like, lighthearted yeah. one that didn't involve yeah. peeing on people or getting people <laughs> to drink their pee. Um, so this is a Nazi and the talking melon. So a Nazi okay. loved melons. He loves, but he is typically considered <laughs> lazy unless it's something that he wants to do. Okay. Physical labor is not something he wants to do, so he is not does, grow melons. Does anybody want to do physical labor? Same. Some people. Just Some people. Not me. So, no, thank you. So, so a Nazi's just chilling in the thorn bush, and he sees his neighbor, elephant, tending okay. to his melons. And there's one that is massively huge, like ginormous. Mm. Ready to go. Well, elephant's getting tired. It's about midday. So he goes in to take a nap and to rest outside the heat. Yeah. Outside from the or yeah. Inside from outside. the heat. Yes, words words people. Words are hard. Uh, <laughs> so a Nazi takes it, grabs a thorn, goes down, cuts a little hole with the thorn into the melon and climbs into it. A Nazi burrows into this melon and starts eating the inside of the melon. Well, he gets so fat from eating so much melon that he can't get back out. Is this like James and the Giant Peach type vibes? Not exactly. Okay. So he's stuck. Okay. Well, then, after he's trying to figure out how to get out, he's like sitting on a pile of seeds from the melon. (laughs) And he hears Elephant coming. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to fuck with this guy. (laughs) So he's like, you know, or he feels the melon moving because... The elephant was, I guess, picking the melon. Mm -hmm. And he's like, ow, watch it. Like, and Nazi's telling him to watch it. And he's like, who said that? And he goes, me, it's the melon. And um, (laughs) so Elephant's like, I didn't know elephant, I didn't know melons could talk. And Nazi's like, yeah, we all talk if you'd listen. (laughs) And so Elephant goes, I'm going to go show this to the king. (laughs) 
No. So he grabs the mallow and he's walking down the road. As he's walking. Yeah. He runs into Hippo. <laughs> Hippo's like, yo, elephant, what you got there? And he goes, well, I've got a talking melon. And he goes, Hippo's like, uh, melons don't talk. You know, the king this one has does. hundreds of melons. And he, yeah, that, that's, Elephant's like, I heard it. This one does. And he goes, a talking melon, that's as likely as, uh... And then the melon, quote-unquote melon, interrupts and says, <laughs> a skinny hippo? <laughs> and so, of course, hippo gets pissed and thinks that it's elephant that's saying do. this. And then he's like, no, it's it's the melon. So he's like, fine, I'm going to come with you to show the king. Then they run into Warthog. And they're like, hey, what you got there? Where are you going? We're, we're taking this melon to see the king. Warthog goes, you know, he's got hundreds of melons. <laughs> and... Elephant goes, not one like this. And Hippo's like, yeah, this one talks. <laughs> and War- Warhog's like, a talking melon, that's as likely as... And then a Nazi, cut, you know, the melon cuts him off and says, a handsome Warthog. And so the Warthog starts to get pissed, and then they convince him that it's the melon. So as they go, they pick up more and more animals, and he insults them every time. Well, they get to the king, <laughs> and the king's like... What? What? Why are, you, why are you all here? And elephant's like, here, I brought you this. And the king's like, I have hundreds of melons. Why do I want your melon? Because I one guess talks. it looks like a nice melon, but and he's like, well, this one talks. And he's like, hmm, a talking melon. Well, say something. Melon doesn't say anything. He says, come on, melon, you have to say something. Melon remains quiet. Makes them look like they're all insane. The, the king goes. You are the stupidest melon I have ever seen. And then the melon says, Well, not as stupid as you for talking to a melon. <laughs> Touché. So the king gets Touché, pissed, melon. grabs the melon, and hurls it as far as he can. And, you know, it flies through the air, it rolls, and then finally breaks open mm-hmm. back at Elephant's house. So he throws it all the way to Elephant's house. Mm-hmm. A Nazi, after all that, he was tired, so he climbed up in a banana tree and snuggled up in a bushel of bananas. And when uh, Elephant got home, he's like, I hope you know that you uh, melons got me in trouble. I'll never listen to another melon again. And a Nazi from the uh, bananas go, the bushel of bananas goes, well, I could have told you that. We bananas are trustworthy, but those melons are nothing but a pain no. in the butt. Oh, <laughs> Yep. Ugh. <laughs> no. That's ridiculous. That's a mess. That's All right, a hot you mess. What's your last story? It's but... That, I had to read through that story like probably six times because it's so dumb but so fun. That is dumb. That is so dumb. And I have a huge fear of spiders. Like, huge fear. Like, and so, minor side note. My fiance and I, we used to work for, we used to work together, right? At the grocery store that I currently work for. And... What does this motherfucker do one day? He finds a spider in a banana. Like, 
So well, I just put it on you the know, fucking Snapchat. Were they talking bananas? Mm-mm. Were they talking bananas? Mm-mm. We're getting chucked across the room, bananas. Fuck that. Okay. So, the last one I have is Maui. Everyone knows him from the movie that just came out. Um, but he's the Polynesian trickster god. Um... Depending on what story you read, he's considered a hero or a trickster. He's a combo of both. Um, but basically, I'm gonna. I I found three stories. Like it was the same consistent three stories from the sources that I found. Um, so the first one is him basically creating the Polynesian islands. So him and his brothers go out fishing with his magical hook made out of the jawbone that his grandmother gave him. And his brothers are kind of being shit. You know, he wasn't supposed to go. He snuck on the boat type thing. Um, so he basically is like going to show his brothers up. So he uses his, I've in some sources he doesn't do anything. And then some sources, I, one story said his blood. Um, like he puts his blood on the hook or something. Um, but he throws his hook into the ocean, goes all the way down to the bottom, and he pulls up the Polynesian islands. Like, and they, the islands only stop because the brothers turn around. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the second one, hi Oreo, you wanna say hi? You wanna say hi? The second one, Maui created Oreo. Yeah, Oreo. Woo. He's got a sty on his eye and it's freaking gross. Um, side note. He turns nine this week. Can you believe that? That yeah. fat big dog turns nine on Friday. Um, no, Bobby, you cannot have my fries. Nope. I'm almost done. Okay, just a little one. Nope, that's a big one. There, let's get your hair out of my cheese. How about that? Sorry. So, the second one is the story of how he gets fired to humans. There's two different stories. Um, one story is that he captured the leader of these super intelligent birds, and these birds were the only creatures that had fire. Um, he captures the bird, the leader of these intelligent birds, and is like, I'm not going to let you go until you show me how to make fire. So there's one. That's one. The other one is, is, um, he goes to the goddess of fire, because, like, he blows all the fire out, goes to the goddess of fire for more fire, right? But it's her fingernails. So he gives, she gives him one of his fingernails, one of her fingernails, and he keeps throwing them, like, away until it's her last fingernail. And then he, like, dodges it, and it goes down into the humans, and humans learn how to make fire. Um, and then, this is the one that I found interesting. The last kind of story he's known for is making the day longer. So, um, basically he meets a girl, and he wants to impress the girl because she complains... That she can't get anything done. Like, she makes something and it, it doesn't dry fast enough because the sun races across the sky. So, 
in order to make the day longer, um, his grandmother gives him a special rope and basically he like lassos the sun, beats the ever living shit out of the sun, and the sun like learns its lesson and just <laughs> real slow across the sky. So that the day is longer. But yeah, that's all I got. Those are my stories. That is funny, though. Yeah, beats ever living shit out of the sun. Like, with his <laughs> hook. Like, I'm like, okay, that's cool, guys. But, yeah. Yeah, no, that checks out. <laughs> that checks out. Like, hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool, so those are some trickster stories. Like I said, I would highly encourage you to look into some if you are a practitioner looking to your own tricksters. Um, There are many stories, and they all teach us virtues or, you know, things not to do. Yeah, for sure. Or things to do for being helpful. Yes. Yeah, don't start a war. Don't start a war. Uh, don't listen to talking melons. <laughs> if Fruit's talking to you in general, I would be <laughs> mildly concerned. Like, just saying. Just saying. Hi, Tiger. What else is there? What, what else is there? What's the... But no, so, we will be doing something hopefully fun we haven't even discussed what we're doing next so we'll be doing something fun next episode as well hopefully no we're not gonna do anything fun i'm saying no we haven't talked about what we're gonna do next (laughs) Uh, i don't know no my fiance keeps suggesting bigfoot and i keep saying no (laughs) so i was thinking earlier today Maybe fairies. The okay. Fairfold. Okay. That's, well, the, uh, there's what's a lot that one there. movie? Which one? There's a movie about those little girls, like in England, with the photos. Oh yeah. Well, so that was that was proven. Well, so one of the girls later admitted that they were faked. One of them yeah. refuses to admit that they were faked. Uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the guy who made Sherlock, was involved with all that. Yeah. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's a whole thing. Yeah. We can do fairies. It's summertime. Yeah. For us. I think fairies would be appropriate. So, we will be back in two weeks with talking about the fae in some incarnation. Yes. Yes. That which they have influenced everything from... Certain things in theology to oh yeah, pop culture to everything. Yeah, they're yeah. yeah they're everywhere, and I don't think people realize it. But yeah, and there's many different things that we have now that were technically just considered fairies that have kind of gotten other names over time. So that's what we're gonna go with, and they are kind of tricksy. So it kind of meets uh, in with yeah. this week's episode. Uh, they are also very devious and evil at times. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So, for don't forget... Sure. Don't forget to tell a friend. 
if yeah. you're enjoying this. If you're not, tell your enemy. We don't care. <laughs> listen to us talk. I was like, yeah, rate, uh, review, and subscribe. Tell a friend. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I do post pictures that go along with the episodes. I'm currently working on getting a YouTube thing up and running. Yeah, I had a couple comments on Reddit of if we had like a YouTube channel, and we're pretty anonymous, so it will not be our faces, but it will definitely be the podcast with some slides, with some pictures, a little bit more pictures, because I'm limited with the amount of pictures I can post on the social media. Yeah, I mean, Kelsey and Johnny may not even be our real names. Yeah, for real. Never know. But, yeah. There might not even be any cats. It could be chinchillas. (laughs) Or birds. Or goldfish. I had a goldfish bite me earlier. Mm. Yeah. Totally a chinchilla. Yeah. Uh, She looks like a chinchilla. She does. She could pass as a chinchilla. We could actually be chinchillas. We are actually chinchillas, guys. The listening, the truth is out. We're sentient chinchillas. I was like, Apollo's a little we, too fat to be a chinchilla. We record this and read <laughs> books while our owners are at work. Yeah! Wouldn't that be uh, the life? chinchillas. Until next time, stay tricky, be aware yeah. of your surroundings, don't talk to fruit. <laughs> yeah, don't start any wars. Yeah, and until next time. I'm Johnny. I'm and I'm Kelsey. Bye. Bye.